making change. Say this with me. Less is more. Stress is bad. Come on, anybody ever had stress in your life before? Absolutely. Stress is bad, and we said that giving is good, and we started talking about that last week. And we said the reason we're doing this is because we wanted to get to the place and ask ourselves the question, as we've done this all year, what matters to God and His plan and purpose for my life of 2019? What matters in the realm of my finances and the resources that I have? What's, what's his order? What's his plan? How, if I do that and I ask these types of questions, then I can receive something that's called the ever-blessed, never-fainting type of life that I'm looking for. But I read this statement to you, and we've said it every single week. Your life is too valuable, your calling too great, and your God too good to waste your life on meaningless things. Refuse to waste your life on things that don't matter. And so really what we wanted to focus on is really, am I careful enough? Am I coming to the place that I'm looking at the resources that I have? And have I got those in the plan of God? Am I following his plan on the future that I have set for me? And the reason that's important is because today we're going to really kind of seal the deal on this and just land on tomorrow matters. And tomorrow matters not just more so in your life as much as it does in the lives of your generations to come with the decisions that we make right now. I want to go to our text. I'm going to read the first and the third verse of this text here in Psalm chapter 1. Looking at verses 1 through 3, but I'm going to read verse 1 and verse 3. The Passion Translation. It says, What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? Go down to the last verse of that, verse 3. He says, he is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. And if you remember, Hannah stepped out and began to share some things with us about statistically about the church, not just our church, but the church nationwide, even even in some of the numbers. And she said that we kind of fit the bid, fit the pattern of some of those statistics. And I really believe it's because not understanding the order and how God has set it up for us to increase in the world today. But we started with some natural principles because I think sometimes what happens for us as Christians, as believers, is that many times we, we kind of depend on the supernatural and kind of live on the miracle side of things instead of understanding that there is a natural side as well of actually strategy and budget things of that sort that will help us get on course to be in that place where we're ever blessed, we're never fainting, and we see that kind of lifestyle. And it takes some, maybe some thought into maybe less is more. And I love what happened to um, Tony and um, Earlene uh, when they went to Walmart the day after that she preached on less is more. They went to Walmart to go shopping and they heard less is more and while they're sitting in the parking lot and they chose to take a nap instead of going into Walmart. And I think that's great because that's, that's really what we're thinking about. You know, how can I live less is more on the things I'm doing daily? And we said because there's another place that many of us have probably lived in before, and that's stress in the financial world. I know we made some royal mistakes. When I say royal, not good ones, bad choices in the beginning of our life financially, and we're getting to a much better place in some of those things. And I began to ask some of the questions. You know, I'm 52, and I'm going to be 60 here in about eight years, and I know I don't look it, and I know I don't look and don't feel it, but 60's coming real soon, and, 
and uh, I just want to be in a different place. I'm not in a bad place, but I want to be in a better place. I for sure don't want to take stress into the realm of the 60-year-old time, all right? And so that means I've got to ask some questions. And then we found out that in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, the New Living Translation, we'll start there right now. We found out that giving is good last week when we came together. We looked at this verse and it says, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. The Passion Translation of that reads this way. Giving brings far greater blessing than receiving. Everybody say, giving is good. I want to just encourage you with this next scripture, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. I want you to see that, you know what, God doesn't mind if you increase. He doesn't care if you're receiving. As a matter of fact, He wants you to be increasing. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to have things. He wants you to have something more important than things. He wants you to have peace. And sometimes we use our finances or have used our finances to gain the things that only God can give you. And we want to make sure that we're not doing that. And, and, and that means we kind of go into some scriptures and, and begin to look at, okay, what is the order of my prospering? Have I been lining up with maybe his plan of doing things? And here's this scripture, Proverbs 10, 22, the New Living Translation. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. Everybody say that word, rich. Yeah, just like first service. Nobody, everybody's afraid to say that real loud because we're afraid of the word rich. And I believe we're afraid of the word rich because it's been uh, abused in the past. And we've taken the word rich and we've turned it into something. Immediately when people see that, they think of material possessions. And really, there's a lot more to the word rich than just simple material, physical things. The word rich is rich in peace, rich in joy, rich in strength, rich in, in, in faith, rich in the things of God. And, and he says, you know what? The blessings of the Lord makes a person rich. There's no stress added to it because stress is bad. He says he adds no sorrow with it. And we made this quote and we say it again. The Lord always delivers on his promise when we follow his plan. I want to read this one more scripture to you in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, and then we're going to move forward. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 10 through 12 in the Passion Translation. If you get a chance, go home and you've got an amplified version. I want you to go read it in that version. It gives you a lot more to what's happening in this chapter. Paul has been receiving an offering and he talks to uh, the Corinthian church and he says, I want you to see that there's some fruit behind what you're doing when you give into this offering and I want you to know that, that there's a reward that comes from it. I want you to see how powerful your offering is. You will be abundantly enriched in every way as you give generously on every occasion. But when you take your gifts to those in need, it causes many to give thanks to God. Now, why is that so powerful? Because I believe with all my heart that Coastal Family Church in and of itself, this is who we are. We are a giving church. We love to give towards need. Matter of fact, just recently, and you wouldn't have known this because we kind of did it during the middle of the week, but we got wind that one of the local churches here needed a roof job to be done. They needed a new roof. And that was the source church in Manio, and they were actually taking up, they, they were trying to raise funds to do that. You may have went to their fundraiser at one of their locations this past weekend. 
You were the first church. I don't know if you were the only church, but you were the first people that actually sowed. I just got wind of it. I checked with the board. I checked with Pastor Tiffany. I said, you know what? I just want to help them. I want to, to be honest with you, I can be really transparent with you. I wanted to just pay the whole thing off. It used to be the building that we started in, that they're in right now. And they got leaked coming into their building, and it affects their service. And I wanted to just, it was a six grand is what they needed. Nothing for Coastal Family Church. I wanted to just go for it. But I felt led to just give $1,000, and so we did that. And I'm just telling you how much joy comes from the giving more than the receiving. And when I talked to Pastor Frank from the source on the phone and told him what we were doing, literally, he started crying on the phone. He says, Pastor, you're the first person that's given. You just don't know what this means to us here at the source church. And he gave me something that... You know, I'm not necessarily a plaque guy, so don't give me a bunch of plaques and things like that and pictures. But, but and, and I say that respectfully because I know people mean well when they do that. But, but after a while, you get about 100 of them things, you ain't got nowhere to put them. <clears throat> but he gave me a, a plaque. Someone in their church made a way to be able to create these things, and, and uh, he gave it to me. And I'm just telling you, that one meant so much more than anything else because we at Coastal Family Church were part of another church helping them do what they do i want to read proverbs 11 24 through 25 the message translation for you the world of the generous gets larger and larger the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller <laughs> but coastal family church the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed Everybody say, giving is good. I know we want to grow in this. I know we want to get better at this. I know you very well. I know how you give. I know what you do when, whenever there's a need and what you do to make that happen. But we've got to ask ourselves, is God first in my giving? And if he is, then everything else in my life will come in order. And I believe that it's not a question of heart. I believe it's a question of start. Where am I starting with my giving? Am I following God's plan in some of that? I believe some of us are. I believe some of us are not. And I believe it's not because of heart. I believe it's just a question we've got to ask. What do I mean? Am I following that plan? And here's what we said. We've got to start with giving 101, principle of first. You have to, as a believer, be willing to start at this spot. If you don't, then it's not in the order of how God brings increase to that never-fainting, ever-blessed life that you have. In Leviticus chapter 27, verse 30, the New Living Translation, one-tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain from the fields or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord, must be set apart to Him as holy. One-tenth, 10%, the tithe. You have to start with the tithe. It's not a question of heart. I know hearts are there. It's a question of order. Because when I see what happens at Coastal, every single time we have something to sow, man, we're jumping on the chance. But if I look, and I don't know what people give, I don't know what the dollar amount people give to the church, I endeavor never to know that because you, you can't move me by necessarily funds or money. 
But I am moved by principle, and I am moved by those scriptures, and I know what the scriptures say here, that, you know what, when I choose to step out with the 10% of my increase that belongs to God, what that does is that I'm putting faith in today's title, Tomorrow Matters. I know that today, tomorrow will have worries and concerns of its own, so I'm putting faith today that this tomorrow matters, and by doing that, I'm getting into faith that God, in accordance to the Word and the Scriptures, that I trust the Word. I trust that the 100% is not as blessed as the 90% that will be blessed when I put it into the hands of God. It's an attitude of the heart is not in question. It's an attitude of the order that's in question. And last week we went into Malachi, and I'm not going to go there again this week because as we talk about this starting with the tithe, I've got a really powerful statement that I want to read to you this morning because I think this will begin to put something in perspective for us. When I've tested myself, Scripture says in Malachi, test yourself in this, and if I don't open up the windows of heaven to you. The only place the Scripture says to test yourself. The only place. But it actually says not even test yourself. It says you're testing God in this. Testing him with tomorrow matters. And I'll open something to you and bring increase into your life. And we found out where does this come? It brings to the storehouse. You'll see another scripture that will help you with that today. But I want to read this statement to you and I want you to chew on it. And I want you to think about it. Offerings before the tithe are not blessed because technically we're still holding on to what belongs to God. So when I come to a church or I come to an outreach or I come to an event or I go sow money towards a building of somebody else or or I just, uh, you know, somebody's in need, somebody's in hurt, somebody, uh, you know, they lost everything, they had a house fire or something like that, and I'm sowing towards that and I'm giving and I'm blessing them with an offering, And if I do that before the tithe, technically I'm using something that's not mine to be able to do that. The first 10% of all our increase belongs to God. And actually, according to the scripture, it says we actually steal from God himself. Now, he says that when I do this, it says what, he says, you know, test me, prove me if I won't open up windows on you and I'm going to protect you from the devourer. And I think one of the most powerful truths behind this is not only does he protect you from the devourer, he protects your generations and generations of tomorrow matters from the devourer. Because you're willing to say, you know what, I'm going to, and this is what happens. I realize I'm having to realign my life, every part of it. He gave everything. I'm having to realign my life up underneath of God, everything. Yeah, Absolutely. And this is the piece that seems to be the most struggle. I've told you that I'm not trying to defend and never will defend it anymore because I've proven it, I've tested it, I see the results in people's lives. When they step into the right order, you follow God's plan and he'll follow through on his promises. I want you to see this principle, but I want to go to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. I'm going to read this in the Amplified Version. Everybody say, give it up for Chase. My son's back there on the screen for the first time, one of the first times, and he's doing phenomenal. Uh, we're, we're, we're flowing. Good seed back there. Proverbs 3, verses 9 through 10. Honor the Lord with your capital 
and sufficiency from righteous labors. And with the first fruits, everybody say first fruits, of all your income, test me, prove me. And it says, with all your income, so shall your storage places be filled with plenty, and your vats shall be overflowing with new wine. Say, tomorrow matters. Less is more, stress is bad, giving is good, and tomorrow matters. I want to just show you this, how this affected generations to come. Go with me to Genesis chapter 4. This is before the law. This is before Malachi. This is before the covenant that you and I live in. That we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. God's not up there cursing us and bringing bad things against us. That's not who he is. The word curse for the new covenant people simply means if I choose to go against scripture, I'm setting myself up underneath of a world system that there will be consequences to. I'm opening up myself to the door of the enemy who's roaming around like a roaring lion. Man, say that a hundred times. Roaring lion sinking whom he may devour. May means he can't unless you give him the right. And I want you to see what happened here because of one choice of giving into an offering and it opened up the door to something that this person wasn't strong enough to resist and tomorrow matters. It's affecting the generations we have today because of this one moment. This is the story of Cain and Abel, children of Adam and Eve. If Adam and Eve didn't mess it up, these guys really messed it up. Genesis chapter 4, verses 3 through 7, the NIV translation. Now, Abel kept flocks. He was a rancher. And Cain worked the soil. He was a farmer. These are brothers. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an, everybody say an, offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. Everybody say firstborn. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. Why? So Cain was very angry. This is where it begins to get bad for our generations today. Instead of Cain, in the process of this question from God, and I love what you hear. I don't know if you read it this way, but when I read this, I don't hear God coming down hard on Cain. I hear God, my father, with compassion say, hey, look, man, what, what, what happened here? And because that question came, and, and Cain did not necessarily humble himself underneath of the mighty hand of God, look what happened. Well, listen to the heart of God. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. And then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? As if he didn't know already. I think the mercy of God has always given you opportunity to make the right choice. And in this verse, I see that this choice was right here in the making. Cain came with an offering, and Abel came with a first fruit offering. But when you look at this, God is still looking at Cain and saying, come on, man, just get this one right. Look what happened. Why are you angry? Why is your face down? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. Mastering your finances is in the realm of what you do first. 
Mastering your never fainting, ever blessed life is in defined by what you do when you get your first paycheck weekly, bi-weekly, whatever. The Bible says, test me and prove me. If you do what's right within the right order, technically it's not yours until you've done this. Any offering you bring prior to this is not blessed, doesn't have the blessing of God on it until this order is in proper position. It's not a question of your heart. Your hearts are right. People give. People want to give. It's a question, do I have this in the right order? Are you mastering your future of today matters, tomorrow matters by the choice of what you do with your finances? Are you mastering tomorrow matters by what you're looking and expecting for generations to come? My children's children will be blessed. They will have increase into their life. Cain did not master this. And if you read the rest of this story, what happened to Cain is he got bitter, he got angry. You see it in the scripture, and he killed the very one he loved, his brother. And from this time on, something started, but became, actually, you look at it and you define the history of it, you find out it created a division of the children of men and the children of God in this moment. The children of men is the world system, and the children of God is a kingdom system. And when this happened, what happened from then on, if I can just give you some of the stories that came after that, actually Cain became a vagabond. Not only that, the Tower of Babel came from his lineage. Not only that, polygamy came into existence because of that. Not only that, the very system you have now trying to overtake the world, communism and socialism, came from the very lineages of Cain. He didn't master it because I don't want to make it about the money. I don't want to make it about the offering. I want to make it about the heart. He brought and instead of first. God will never, never accept anything if it's not with the heart of first. Because he is not only first of all, he was before all. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and the right way of doing things, righteousness. And he says, and then these things will be added unto you. So I'm going to land you on two points to close this series out. What am I supposed to do then? Now that I know, maybe I need to ask myself some questions in the realm of order. Where is it? Well, I think the next step that you have to think about is once I've made the decision of the order, tithe being first, first principle first, 101 giving, then I'm going to move into that next realm of where I'm going to start planning my generosity. What does it mean to plan your generosity? I'll tell you what it means. When you go to the coffee shop tomorrow, plan to look for someone to buy their coffee. When you go to the grocery store, plan to pay for somebody's groceries. You say, I can't, Pastor, I don't have enough. Once you get it in order, he says, prove me. I'll open up windows of heaven. You'll see the increase. If you read that chapter of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, go back and read that out of the Amplified. you find out that God is waiting to give seed to the sower. And the amount that you have come into your life is determined by the amount that you're sowing, sparingly or bountifully. But it's more important in the order, and I'm challenging you right now, what are you going to do after the place of decision of tithe? Am I going to plan my expected generosity? And then number three, tomorrow matters for the lives of people. 
Tomorrow matters in your generations to come. Tomorrow matters in the person sitting to the right. Matter of fact, look at somebody sitting around. You matter. Start now. It's that simple. Start now asking yourself the question. Am I in the right order so that I can have that never fainting, ever blessed life? Cain had the question asked to him. And he had a choice to accept. Father, I'm sorry. I'll bring it first next time. It's not what he did. He got angry. And he set the course for the today matters of you and I today. Making change is what this series is called. Say it with me. Less is more. <laughs> stress is bad. I tell somebody, you got stress? It's bad. You're not supposed to have it. You're going to have highs and lows in financial world. But you can have something that only God can give in the high and the low and be consistent. And it's called the peace of God. Say giving is good. Because tomorrow matters.